Welcome, folks, to episode 81 of The Morgue, an official Course Feed podcast. And with me always is Mr. Nick Valdez, and I am Arturo Padilla, the guy behind the face. Mr. Valdez, howdy. How's it going today, buddy? Uh, (laughs) Howdy, everybody. Oh, man. So big news, Arturo, right? Like this whole time we've been talking about, oh, we're we're just waiting until Halloween kills, right? Because, you know, we've been anxious. We've been anxious, Especially with the delays uh, that we talked about last week. And we're just crossing our fingers, hoping uh, hoping that uh, we're going to have a chance to see it. And lo and behold, this week... This past week, we got the news, right, that uh, yes. Halloween Kills will be available in theaters as well as streaming exclusively on Peacock. Um, yes. So, fuck. Yes. I, uh, it got the it got the Boss Baby 2. You know, Dude. Universal is like, Listen, we've talked about this before. Cut their losses. Just fucking just go for it. Right? They, and- dude, because uh, absolutely, because... They were probably sitting at the table and they were like, listen, we pushed it back an entire year. We didn't even release it at the summer. Imagine if they released this. Honestly, it would have been kind of dope to see it during the summertime too, you know, like um, as a a summer movie. I get releasing it in October during Halloween and stuff, but now look where we are. Now you got the... The Peacock stuff involved into it. So now they're kind of like, as you say, kind of waving that white flag as we've spoken before. And be like, you know what? Fuck it. Here it is. Whether you see it on the big screen, whether you see it on the small screen, just here it is. So I'm just glad that we finally got full confirmation that uh, this thing is coming out. You know, I agree. It's. It feels good, Arturo. You know, like, yeah, people are like, oh, well, you got to go to a horror, to a theater to see horror movies or whatever. But no, like, yeah. also part of the part of the experience is like watching it at home, too, right? Like, that's always been a horror yeah. thing. Yeah. Listen, me know? personally, I'm going to do both. I'm going to watch it in theaters. Of course. Uh, I'm going to watch it in the, um, at home. Um, I'm glad I have the option to watch it at home, which is always yes. great. Like, the option of watching it at home is fucking... Thank you. I appreciate that. The fact that I can go th- from the movie theater and be like, oh, you know what? That movie is kind of dope. Let me go watch it at home again. You know? Um, so, yeah. So, I'm hoping uh, the movie's good. All right? There have been, like, you know, s- you know, swirls out there of some negative rumors about, you know, some reviews and stuff like that. I have no, yeah. I have no idea what the context of those reviews are. I refuse to read them yet. But, um, you know... There are always haters out there. I'm going to try and keep a positive uh, attitude towards it because everything we've gotten thus far, everything that's quote unquote only in theaters that we've gotten thus far have been a big disappointment. Um, I'm pretty sure yeah. you agree with me with that. Candyman, Ye- Spiral. Yes. Um, what else have we seen in theaters? That's a disappointment. Um, shit, everything but Shang-Chi. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Everything yeah, but really, Shang-Chi, yeah. It really has been everything but Shang-Chi. So, yeah. like, you know, and Peacock is going to be perfect for that because all they have to do is put it behind a paywall. And, of course, people are going to, like, you would, 
Halloween Kills is the ultimate, Dude, like, so much oh, so, I need- Listen, I'll pre-order right now. Take my money right fucking now, <laughs> all right? I was going to give it to you last year. So just put the paywall up, you know, put the fucking $30 fee, you know, here you However, go. Yeah. However, yeah, I'm curious about the price, too. I'm curious if it's going to be $20, $25, dollars Or even if that, like, yeah. even if that, they might just put it on there. You know, because, like, that's the way they did with Boss Baby 2. Or they you know just what? put You're it on there. Right. <laughs> because it's it's also just more eyes on Peacock. Listen, because, baby, like, like, like it's, it's gonna it's gonna be the you know everybody's looking for a movie on Halloween night, uh, and what listen, better thing to do than stream Halloween Kills, right? We like, fucking win, okay? Like, <laughs> no matter what, we fucking no win. matter what. Like, dude, honestly, um, yeah. even if the movie is, I'm even, not even entertaining no, exactly. in the even, slightest, even but even like, if the movie does not meet it, expectations, right? Yes. Yes. We, we still got it right at home, um, possibly for free. So I'm curious to find out the thoughts of the filmmakers on the whole matter, being that they pushed back the movie an entire year because of the whole uh, cinematic experience excuse I, that was given for Quiet Place, just, too, you know? Yeah, I hope it's just like, what we've been talking about, right? Where it's just like, you know, you, you at this point, you just have Text. to accept it. Dude, right? but like I said, if we got that two minutes and 30 seconds of, 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 of we got two minutes and 30 seconds of the movie, right? Random parts of the movie um, edited together to show us this right. awesome trailer. So it can't be that fucking bad. You know what I mean? I, it can't yeah, be that like, bad. I don't, like, that's what I mean. I don't think it's, it's on there because it's bad. I like I really just think it's a let's let's prepare for the worst because you know we they don't know what box numbers are going to look like they don't know like cuz people are still anxious to go out and like yeah it's going to be in theaters but also it's like you're not going to make as much money as you would have anyway yeah. you know yeah. like it's we're in a different world now. again like and Again, honestly, Tex, um, I get you, dude. But like I was saying, if I was a businessman, which these people are, they made a lot of business maneuvers in the last 18 months. You know what I mean? They should have been like, you know what? We want the biggest money grab because honestly, this is what it is. You know what I mean? It's not about, ooh, let's release it during spook season. Uh, Yeah, cute. I get it. But if you wanted to really make the biggest money grab, like I mentioned earlier, you should have released that shit this summer. You could have done it. In August last yeah. month, right? You could have done yeah. it in July. You could have done it like right at the height of July, which honestly, like the theaters needed something like that because it was not much out there at all. So right. that would have been like, oh shit, you know? But they wanted the the spooky season release, which honestly, now you see, look, we well, said it last year, give it to us on VOD, we'll gladly pay for it. And now look, we're going to get it on VOD for free probably, dude. Like, yeah, again, like, who fucking wins? We fucking win. You see, Tex, we keep saying it over and over again. We've been saying it since last year. Give us the content at home. We'll gladly pay a premium price for it. Listen, I'll give you 50 bucks for the movie, dude. Like, right. like I've spent so much money on Halloween shit that I will gladly give you $50 to watch this movie at home. You know what right. I mean? And but, like I know. said, at the most, at the most, you're going to pay like $5 for the Peacock sub. Like... I'm already paying Fine. for Peacock because of fucking WWE anyway. So yeah, come on, dude, bring it, dude. Oh, man, like I can't wait. We're we're in. Like it just it feels good, Arturo. We won, right? Yeah. Like we we can actually look forward to this thing. However, we see it, right? Yeah. Even if everything shuts down, we still get to see. We're that still on getting it, man. I'm just that's very exciting to you because I was very concerned about that. But uh, 
we have a, a whole mass of coming attractions for you guys coming up. Um, yes. Fucking, uh, uh, we got a slew of qu- just quality films, too. Quality stuff coming out. Oh, what's the first one on uh, on the deck, Tech? Yeah, well, yeah, we got a quality, like, speaking of streaming, right? Like, so we talked about Shang-Chi last time. We were talking about Phase 4. Uh, Disney's already moving forward again with their next Disney Plus show, Hawkeye, coming out this November and it, it, it like it's a Christmas show. It looks like it's their holiday show setting kind of story. Yeah, and it, yeah, the way the trailer um, showed everything, especially with a, a Christmas song in the back. Like I'm in. Like I'm a sucker for Christmas. So you, you put a right. Christmas song, and then they just did a pretty decent job with that trailer. Um, it looks fun. Fuck it. Um, it's yeah, funny because like the. It's not like the Die Hard thing where it just yeah. takes place at Christmas. Exactly. And then all the it starts all those arguments about like, oh, it's a Christmas movie. Uh, like, no, just be, you know, be a cool guy. You know, don't yeah. be like, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Sorry, tangent, but I've always hated that argument, dude. Like, no, like. Just be cool and pick a Christmas movie. Don't be like an asshole about it. You know, like one hundred percent agreed. Um, but <laughs> but do you think that Die Hard is a Christmas movie? No, yeah, it just you. takes place at Christmas. Thank you. Like like I'm like, hey, listen, because, this shit yeah, this shit was released in July. Saying. Like yeah, that's exactly. It's yeah. it's the same thing with like Halloween Kills, right? If you would have launched in the summer, you know, would you call yeah. it a Halloween movie? Yeah, well, because it's a Halloween franchise, but it's not a Halloween. It, you know, no, it, like, no. This is why they specifically chose October to release it to make it yeah spooky season shit specifically yeah, so, for the vibe. Yeah, and, and it's the same thing with Hawkeye, right? Where I'm like, yeah. If it's a Christmas story, cool. I'm down with it. But if it's like a diehard Jace where it's like, oh, it's a Christmas movie because it's at Christmas. No, like, where's the Christmas? Where's your Christmas spirit? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but seriously, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, right Hawkeye, tangent, though. But Hawkeye, look, <laughs> the Hawkeye reason I bring that up, looks it's fun. got a lot of those vibes, right? Yeah, it's like, got a, a lot of those vibes. It takes place during the Christmas season. You see him chasing down people, like, down a road of fucking, like, uh, in, like, a Christmas tree sales place and, you know, a bunch of stuff going on. A good for Hawkeye, I guess. A good for Renner. Also good for Marvel that they're doing this. Um, I I thought his daughter was gonna be the next Hawkeye. Apparently she's not. Um, I'm not yeah, sure. Uh, I'm not sure who Haley Steinfeld is playing in, in the in, in the show. Yeah, they they say Kate Bishop. I don't know what what her attachment to him is. I, I don't know. I've never read the comics, so I don't know. Yeah, me neither. I, I mean, it's Hawkeye. Who's gonna read Hawkeye comics? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and you know, it's got a lot of those "I'm too old for this shit" kind of vibes. And he's, you know, like these other shows. It's like these other Phase Four things. Is introducing these new faces to the universe, right? Yeah, so it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, like it's uh, it's it's definitely a passing of the torch. The other shows, yeah, already served right? as a like, way to pass the torch and and um you know in a figurative or literal way you know um and this one literally is passing the torch for the the next kind of hawkeye character in this universe and um i guess she's gonna be part of the new avengers that they're gonna form right so that's cool hey i'm down yeah it looks good and after after shang chi like and after loki like They've got a clean bill from me. Like, yeah. I'm like, okay, go for it. Like, I'm Shit. in. Like, and and what's cool about this Hawkeye show too? Because um, kind of reminds me of the a Winter Soldier show where it's not 
very like MCU ish, like in terms of of story and epicness. You know what I mean? That's very. It, it, it looks like a grounded story. You don't see any fucking aliens in there. You don't see any right. like fucking um crazy Marvel shit. You know, um, it's one of those you know as they call it people stories, human stories. Yeah, because yeah. even with uh even with Falcon and Winter Soldier, you had like super like yeah like superhuman serums and like yeah. you know world terrorists and no like this just seems like a dude fighting other dudes in like streets and shit you know like so um who knows i'm down who knows i'm down it's free it's it's not really free i have disney so yeah it's kind of it's already there i know we keep we keep saying free but it's like when we say free, free we mean we mean we mean free adjace. We mean free yeah, exactly. Adjacent. It's free if you already have the service because you're already paying for it. So um, right. it's free in the terms that you don't have to pay again for this movie or this show. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I mean, uh, speaking of, we have so the biggest trailer we got uh, most recently for the probably it could be one of the biggest movies of the year. It's coming out to theaters and HBO max, a little combination of all the things we talked about. The matrix resurrections are true. The matrix four. Like fuck, this is dude. like, fuck, honestly, fuck. Like I, yeah. I I'm a huge <laughs> matrix fan. I'm a huge fan of the matrix. I remember when, um, the first one came out, I actually saw it in theaters. Um, I went to, wow. uh, theaters with um i think it was in eighth grade when that shit came out right so um I, I actually went to theaters um with a group of friends from school to watch some other fucking teenage rom-com of whatever for somebody's nice, birthday yeah. right and then me yeah. and uh and my buddy we were like yo like i, I was like i don't want to go watch that and look the matrix is right here let's go fucking watch that so we snuck into the matrix <laughs> we peaced out we're like yo peace guys we'll see you after the movie at applebee's <laughs> we're gonna watch the matrix the best decision i've ever made as a youth <laughs> um Dude, and nice. um i'm excited to see this one I, um i was a little bit let down by the matrix revolutions which was the third one that came out because they released both reloaded and revolutions in the same year i wish they kind of waited a little bit. Um, it was the same yeah, year, right? Yeah, it was the same year. Like, in retrospect, I wish they waited a year. In the moment, I was like, oh, yeah, give me more Matrix, right? But now I'm like, shit, I wish they would have waited yeah, another year because... that's the way... That's the way they do things now. Yeah. It's like, okay, like an Infinity War style thing. You know what it is? Because back then um, uh, they even wanted to, I I think, beat the Lord of the Rings um, uh, franchise back then because they were releasing one a year. Right. But then they were like, fuck it. Let's see if we can get this bank and release two in the same year because Reloaded was released um, in the springtime, early summer. And then Revolutions was released um, around wintertime of that year. Um, And I, I was very let down by Revolutions. I mean, it was cool. I'm like, oh, yeah. But then, like, the thinking about it, I'm like, man, what, what did I just see? You know? So, um, right. this one kind of looks way better than part three already, honestly. Um, I'm excited that Keanu's back. I'm excited that they got um, um, a carry on Moss back, right? Um, yes. So, what's weird, though, is that they didn't bring back a Lawrence Fishburne, and we have some kind of a young looking Morpheus here. Yeah, we've um, got like Candyman as the new. Yeah, Morpheus. Candyman. Yeah. yeah, the new Candyman is Morpheus. But like, listen, um, 
shit, man. Like the Matrix is such a a crazy complex story that you can kind of do anything with the concept. I mean, you know, you yeah, because like they could easily say, oh, like I rebooted myself in the Matrix or yeah. something like that. So now now I'm younger. Or like you could still have the older Morpheus pop up, like if they wanted to do it in this one. Which honestly, I wouldn't be surprised or, like, if they do a, that. Another one, you know yeah. what I mean? But like, no, no. Speaking to that, like apparently Morpheus was killed off in a story in like some mmo that's no longer online from like years ago oh that so matrix video game they made where yeah, you were a part of zion yeah apparently he was killed off in that and that's what people are like oh he's not in the movie because no of course not like y- oh but no, come on like, like no that's bullshit because like listen i'm a fan of the shows i mean the shows i'm a, I'm a fan of the movies but not going yeah, out and doing a fucking game don't don't make that yeah. shit canon you know what I mean? Yeah, it's the it's the it's the Star Wars EU of it all, right? Nah, Where it's nah, like you can love it for what it is, but don't expect it to hold any. Like, yeah, ties you don't to see the, the fucking um. Which one was it? That was a dope Star Wars game for N sixty four. Oh, uh, Shadows of the Empire, right? You don't see Shadows <laughs> of the Empire, which was a dope fucking game being thrown in fucking uh, the Star Wars movies. You know what I mean? So come yes, on, come exactly. On, but um, but no, like. Yeah. But it looks great. We we it's it's Matrix. You know, uh, Lana Wachowski's back for it. Um, the other Wachowski, like both of them, aren't attached. To yeah, this, that's interesting. That's one of the most interesting things when I saw this trailer because obviously, you know, the credits popped up. It was just Lana, so I was like, oh, where's you know, where's the sibling at? So I was like, hmm, I wonder what happened there because. You know, they were obviously a writing duo and a directing duo um, for the entire trilogy. Um, and right. they were also, um, I believe, attached as producers and maybe even writers for, you know, the the animated offshoot um, uh, stuff. Of, yeah, uh, what was it? The Animatrix? Yeah, the Animatrix like that, stuff. Right? Yeah. Um, and anything kind of related to that world, they were kind of like the George Lucas. You know what I mean? So right. um, I'm curious what happened. That's only one of them is attached. So I'm hoping the story but, comes out of that. It looks like, but fucking, yeah, fucking like down a shit, it's, dude. yeah, like it's matrix action, but like 2021 visual effects. And yeah, budget. it looks, it looks like, great. <laughs> it looks great already. Like even with all like the teases of like Alice in Wonderland, all the, all the fantastical are you in the matrix or yeah yeah follow the white rabbit shit already it's um i'm excited it looks fun it it looks fun and that's the kind of movie we need to end the year on like especially right dude like like, the original matrix fucking came out over 20 years ago you know what uh i don't have a huge attachment to it we'll get into this when we talk about matrix but like but i I remember saying my first thing we rented the vhs and i made it halfway before i was like i'm i can't do this i'm bored (laughs) oh man i get it though i get it this was this was 20 years ago i get it you know what it is oh question did you rent the vhs when it first got released on vhs or or, or did you rent it um like a year or two down the line or whatever all i remember is that it was a blockbuster rental so okay. whatever like whatever time frame that is like that's when we rented it so, okay uh, so it was probably like oh like probably nine months after maybe probably like yes yeah, yeah you probably peeped it around the winter time or something right yeah somewhere within that window i remember yeah. i was very young and we like my dad brought it home and we were like yeah cool it looks cool matrix you see the trailer and all that but then we we're like what is this yeah <laughs> and, I, I mean, and then turned it off but I, like i totally get it 
because um, the scope of the story and the high concept is it's something that's hard to digest at home. Like, yeah, I've tried to watch the Matrix again at home Ooh. several times. That's an interesting point, Arturo. Right. Like because no no, yeah. no no continue no no it's an interesting point because this is also on HBO Max so if this new one yeah it's a, like if you watch on HBO Max is it going to be a different experience than seeing it in a theater yeah that's a very fucking ooh, yeah so okay that's a that, good yeah dude because think about it to that point right like I said um every time I try to watch the Matrix like I think I I tried to. I showed it to my wife when we were dating, right, once because she'd never seen it, right? Like, because all she saw was the edited version on TV. So, right, yes. I got through that one just fine. But then, like, when you're like, it's the replayability of that thing at home, it's tough because A, all of them are over two hours long. They're very, they feel they very are, long they to are, begin with, right? Yeah, they are long movies here. Th- they have pacing issues, right? Um, because the Wachowskis just wanted to cram a lot of this fucking highbrow nuance shit into the movie, which is like the, the whole Matrix I- idea. You know, the actual idea itself. It's very it's very up there. It's very loaded with stuff. So, you know, to explain everything, they had to kind of make the, these movies so you can fucking yeah, long as shit. <laughs> it's, it's the kind of concept that like these days would be like a limited series or like yes, it would get picked exactly. up for like a Netflix show or something exactly you know, like an but, HBO but even show, then though but. but even then though like there are movies like for instance like uh return of the king or the two towers right they're both fucking like over to way over two hours but like you can sit at home throughout the day and and not really be bored you know because right. of the kind of story it is like i think because of the like like I said, of the high concept of the story, it it just plays out better in this kind of grand dios kind of you know um, setting, like a movie theater. Um, so right. you are right. Um, I am curious to see how that plays out um, on the small screen this uh, this year in December coming out. Right? Is it for Christmas? Yeah, it's like December twenty second or something like that. It's right Shit. after Spider Man. It's the Shit. week after, so we're getting we're getting two Shit. huge movies. I know, right? Like we're we're getting two huge movies at the end of December. Like so, cross your fingers that it all you know, and that hopefully by is then we awesome. I by then we would have seen Halloween Kills and like you know we're looking at a really good end of the year compared to yeah, what it all dude. began, right? Shit, like, man, fuck. What else is coming out in December? Like off the top of your head, do you, do you know anything else? Like that's. I don't uh, even- I don't even know. Like it's it's all been Spider Man and Matrix for me, dude. Like, wow, so, dude, that's gonna be fucking. It's gonna be killer. Just those two movies alone in the same month is pretty extraordinary. Like the box office right. would have been fucking creaming themselves um, pre pandemic for, for this uh, fucking Christmas season. You know for sure, one hundred percent. With that in mind, um, I believe uh, that is all the coming attractions we have for you folks for this week. But uh, next up. For our main attraction. <sighs> Folks, the movie is called Malignant, but down in my notes as I was watching it, it's called Repugnant. Um, <laughs> no. So, no. Uh, James, <laughs> James Wan's Wan. new movie. This is his, this his, is his pet project, movie. his baby. Yeah, this is, yeah. is the movie um, which, which probably can explain shit, but you have 
all this time to edit this shit. But this is one of his first stories he actually wrote, one of his first scripts. And if he didn't edit it after the he wrote it, then I can, you know, then I... I understand why this movie is shit right now, you know? But if this is your first, like, you know, your baby script before you got um, Insidious and all that stuff, and you didn't update it, you didn't fix it, you didn't change the ideas around it, like, you didn't grab your central core and then kind of mold it for the time, then I have questions for you, my man. Uh, Big questions. Because this movie was legit the most weird, like, it was weird because it's from James Wan, and I expected something completely different in quality. Shit, man, this sucked. The movie sucked, honestly. Like, the best part of the movie was probably the last, maybe, like, the last act, but then that last act was ruined by the resolution of that climax. Um, But, uh, yeah, it was shit. Um, Definitely don't pay for it. I would stay away from it. Um, horror fans, if you are big into James Wan and stuff like that, you're gonna see it because of the name behind it. But everyone else, I would definitely stay away from it. It's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not good. Like it it's it's a stay away from it unless you're like a very forgiving horror fan who's into yeah. like who's you have to be like a nerdy kind of horror fan. Yeah, that's not it's, me, man. <laughs> it, it's not me either because like I like good movies, you know, and yeah. like, and you and I have talked before about like, uh, how we can, you, you know, we can appreciate the craft of it all because yes. we, you know, we do watch these with a critical eye, but at the same time, we're also talking as just like, a, like as people who enjoy movies and yes. like, I, we, we want good experiences and Absolutely. I don't want to. I don't want to pretend that I had a good experience because like, oh, he he accomplishes this by like tapping into this vein and all this stuff. And no, like when you look at like we'll we'll get into the, the specifics of yeah. like what he what he does and doesn't do, but just as a general movie taking it on head on, malignant is not good. Like it's, it's not a, good. It's a stay away from it in every sense of the word. Like in like it's repugnant. It's 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 repug like it's repugnant dude like it's just not i'm like, like what rhymes with malignant uh what rhymes with malignant oh repugnant perfect <laughs> like it's legitimately like a tumor like that's the whole like that's the whole that, idea that's the we whole must, idea of the movie too so we must cut um, out the cancer and yeah like, um, yeah like i, I have notes too because i wanted to make sure we talk about all the points because it yeah. deserves it deserves to be broken down like this only because it's james wan like, we expected yes. something way much... Dude, like, Insidious. Insidious 2. Yeah. Conjuring. Conjuring 2. Aquaman. Um, Saw. Like, Saw. Like so, it's one of those things where it's like, you've seen all he's done to contribute to the horror genre and horror success in the theaters these days, because you do have to give him a lot of credit for the fact that we do get to see these bigger budget horror films you know in in theaters and like and and malignant does have a budget behind it like even though you could argue oh it's Listen, lower budget man, in some spots that but budget it, we we gotta talk about that budget and the allotment we, of monies on this production yeah depending on where it's spent right <laughs> like that's the thing like that's exactly where i was gonna go with this i'm like you can tell it has the money but then you're like where did that money go it went to certain <laughs> things right so um full spoilers from here on out because yeah. there is 
there is a reveal that kind of so importantly to know this movie did not screen on thursday before friday interestingly enough and it wasn't screened for critics or it wasn't available for critics before that which tells you a lot of things about it but what what was the big defense of this was saying, oh, it's because there's a twist that you will you you will want to see, you know, you won't want to be surprised by. But so spoilers are going out. There is a twist. And if you want it, if you're even morbidly curious about this for, you know, even though we're sitting here telling you to stay yeah, away from it. Like, like you know, if you, you want to watch. Wanted to re- yeah, yes. like if, like if you want to go watch something similar and just that shitty, just go watch Basket Case. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Like, seriously, like, if you're, like, a horror person and you know kind of shit and you know about Basket Case kind of in the same vein, um, if you know – if you don't know about Basket Case, go Google it. That way I don't have to spoil this, you know, right out for you. But, yes, spoilers right ahead. So, pretty much what goes on here is completely, like, not what you think. It's not a fucking demon. It's not a fucking paranormal activity shit. It's, It's none of that nonsense. Right, what we get is legit a fucking um um a co- a conjoined twin story, right? Like um it's yes. um there's a a term a specific term exactly, and I don't know it um but it's uh th- they kind of fuse in vitro in the womb, right? And yes. uh, it was like that um that dude from a long time I, ago. I think, I think the word is vestigial. I want to say. Something it like sounds, that. It sounds, yeah. Don't so, quote us on that. We're not doctors. Yeah, do not quote <laughs> us on this because, like, and in that, and in that sense, it is a unique idea. Like yes. I say, I will give it credit where it's again, due, right? Like again, just, listen. This is what I'm saying. That part of the movie, like the last. That that has to be the last thirty minutes of it, or something, when that all goes down. Um, because I passed out an hour into it, to be honest with you, um, <laughs> because I was watching it late and it was really shitty that first hour. And I was like, you know what? I don't even want to sleep through this shit. <laughs> I'm gonna pause yeah. it and I'm gonna sleep yeah. to like the menu of my Apple TV instead. Yeah, you know? that's the other thing too, because like, so it opens with like this super cheesy, like kind of fun scene of like. You know, like it's a monster movie kind of scene where it's like, you yeah, know, you get this girl who's got like mysterious electrical powers and you're like, oh, I'm like, I was in. I was like, cool. I can't wait to see what this is, you know, and they even they you steer into the cheesiness because they're like you get one doctor saying we must cut out the cancer and then it cuts to like the opening credits. But then it stops being cheesy and fun. Like it stops that like it. the rest of the movie is not like that. It. Even you then, get, text, like, to be honest with you, even then, the beginning of that was, like, too cheesy for James Wan. Like, it yeah, was, that's the other thing, yeah. It, it's hard to say because I don't know what kind of tone he was going for himself when he wrote it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I can't really judge it and be like, oh, I, um, you know, the tone didn't come across. But honestly, just it just – it looked like as something a protagonist – would be watching in a movie. You know what I mean? It's like the background movie playing, honestly. Yeah. That's what it feels a, like. You know, every time you're in the background, point. it's alive, alive. <laughs> that's yeah, the background shit. A, oh, let's cut the cancer out. <laughs> it's a very fair point. Because like when that that's the thing. That's my thing too. Cause it's like you you set the stage for like this kind of movie. And then it drops it for like an hour. 
Yes. It's like a whole fucking hour yes. and 15 minutes before you get the reveal that it's like a fucking conjoined twin monster thing. Yes. And like, yes. and then it, you, then it goes wild, you know, cause then it's like, but for this first fucking hour, dude, yeah. like, it's so, it's such a, it's such a drag. It's, a, it's, it's like a, a major murder, drag. like. It's, it's, it's a, a major drag thing. and a fucking it's it's a burden for us to fucking you know to fucking to wear. Even talk about you know I mean? right like, like <laughs> dude like but you're absolutely right because the beginning listen even if the cheesiness like for instance to your point the beginning of the movie has that cheesy scene that I was like oh this is out of character that's why I, that's why I was like oh okay that's weird right um so it starts off there. And then, as you mentioned, after the first what five to ten minutes or whatever of the movie, it takes an it takes you into this hour of just trash, right? It's yeah, and it's then such trash, the third dude. act brings you back to that cheesiness, yes. right? Which I was like, oh, I remember this, okay. And then everything, I was like, you know what? I can dig this. I'm down with this. I've seen worse B movies. This I get that it's intentional because it is James Wan. I've seen higher quality shit, so I'm like, okay. This is what he was striving for, right? But then you're in this kind of cool, like, you know, like romper stomper of a fucking movie for for a little bit in 20 minutes of that last act. And then it goes back to that boring hour all over again. And it takes you away for it. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? You just ruined, like, the, the, the little positivity I actually had for the movie was ruined by the the way the the, the climax was resolved. Because honestly... The body count was insane, first of all, in this movie. Yeah. Like, it yeah. was insane. But, like, I was like, okay, high body count, horror, slasher stuff. Like, it was I, – I don't know what he was trying to go for, right? Um, But um, the body count was so high that the end of the movie, hey, the sister should have gotten shot in the head just like they originally showed. That, would, that yes. was like, oh, shit. That was an oh, shit moment that you needed in that because you didn't have a lot of those. And then, like, if – the fucking um, protagonist, if Madison had died along with, you know, her twin on top of that, that would have been also appropriate because of the fucking body count, you know? But no, everything yes. just like kind of, oh, happy ending. Well, like, no, no, no happy yeah, ending. So, no yeah, happy so, ending. Like, so I guess I guess to start breaking it down, we have to explain like the monster of it. Yeah. You know, so like because – the monster then plays into the rest of the movie and you get the rest of the boring parts of the movie. So let's talk about the fun stuff first, right? Let's like, do so, it. Yeah, so the monster is uh, a, a being named Gabriel and the whole time it's played as like, oh, is this paranormal? Is this like... Imaginary this, friend? Is this yeah. somebody in your head? Is this a yeah, dude who's trying to possess you kind of shit? Yes, because yes. you know the, the entire premise of the movie is that she sees what Gabriel sees when he's killing people. You know, and these people are connected to her. And then by like the third one, you put together that it's, oh, it's her that's doing the killing. You know, cause then there's, there's a very, there's a very direct scene of like the, the shadow thing coming right behind her. And then you can see it run and it like kind of walks backwards and it's kind of yes. cool. That was when then, the cop was chasing her, right? Yes. yes. And by that that's point, that's exactly what I knew point, too. Yeah. By that, in, in my head, I was like, oh, you know, whatever happened to the – because in the beginning, she gets her head bashed in the wall by her jerk-ass husband. Who we'll talk about later 
Who? Yeah, we'll get into that. But like when that happened, I was like, oh, so she's got a tumor or something in her head that's like making her do all this shit. Because yeah. you know it's called malignant, and I was like, oh, malignant tumor. Yeah, they talk yeah, about same, cancer. same. But no, that's not it at all. It's it's not. She uh, she absorbed her joint twin in the womb, and it became like this fucking super monster on her back that's like fucking can talk through radio waves and like absorb electricity okay uh, okay like, all right all right all right yeah, right, 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 right okay yeah okay. help me help me yeah. help me get through this Arturo. okay so like, let's, so first right <laughs> we get um in this third act right like again it, the best part of the movie is this 20 30 minutes in this third act where everything goes down and everything gets unfolded which you're like oh shit this is wild shit fuck it i'm in already right um right when the sister finds out that, oh shit, remember her sister and her mother were watching old VHS tapes and they found her fucking thing and you were like, oh shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you saw this little fucking thing, you know, in, in the back of, like, uh, of this little, little girl. baby hands. Yeah. Who, like, who, by the way, McKenna Grace did a great job as the young Madison. I think that was the best actor she in was, the whole movie. She was the best Madison. Like, yeah. that's, okay. we'll get into all <laughs> yeah. that, but we yeah. need to discuss so, this monster yeah, first. So, yeah, so pretty much, so then what, when she was a, um, a little still, Madison had this surgery where they had to cut the cancer out, which pretty much was like, you know, cutting out her um, her conjoined twin because it was feeding off of her and and making her weak and, and pretty much just taking all the nutrients because they shared one body, they shared one system, one brain, all that bullshit, right? So we get this cool shit going on, this cool like planetary kind of shit, right? Yes. <laughs> where you got this like surgery where they're chopping off the fucking conjoined twin. Yeah, and, and it's and such like a it's such a goofy surgery too because then they're is. like, oh, they're let's squeeze take the, the brain back and squeeze it back into the fucking skull. Which I was like, but but in my head I was like, huh, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's also one of those things because like it's part of that tone, right? Exactly, part of this this heightened world. Exactly, dude. I totally like like that's when I was back in the game again. I was like, oh shit, this is kind of. I dig it. I want some more of this. Um, Yeah, because then then from there we get the full like. Gabriel taking over her body. We see how it happens. He like breaks her bones to reverse Dude, himself. That prison sequence. First of all, yeah, it, the unnecessary violence that first, like they just beat the shit out of her, which is like, come on, it should be a cop on duty. That was unnecessary. <laughs> but yeah, it, it takes all that trauma. Dumb. Yeah, it takes that trauma for her to kind of, you know. Um, and then like James Wan puts Aquaman in it basically with like this monster, right? Like these these were Aquaman fight scenes. Like, yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> I have I have a lot. Of, I have, I, have, I have issues with that. I have problems with that. Okay, so we were talking about that prison scene, right? Which right. was cool because it was just kind of very very just OD. You know, it was very out there. Um, but like it took all that violence in order to trigger. Um, you know, a Gabriel f- to fully commit and finally come out 100%. And that scene where she's tearing off the back of her scalp was fucking awesome. Um, so they had um, a lot of points in this movie that had really awesome violence in it, really awesome bloody shit in it. Like when she uh, when she's killing that doctor, you know, just the stabbing. Yes. And then what's cool is that they were always stabbing the face off, which is wild. Um, and then yes. they would show it, which is even more awesome. So Juan knew what he was doing, but there was something going on in that script that he felt like he had to spend the bulk of the time with, you know? And and that's surprising because yeah. you have 
two very different tones in this movie, and it doesn't work. It doesn't help it. Like, I I would have leaned more t- towards that goofier B-movie, Slither-esque kind of, yeah, kind like, of shit, you why, know? Why not? Like, Fuck why it. not, right? Because, yeah. like, he... His monster kills a whole fucking yeah like, cop. He exactly. kills a police precinct. Like he kills, uh, kills an entire precinct. Dude, and like, like again, the, like I was mentioning before, the action. I have a, I have problems with the action because <laughs> there's a lot of CG in the action. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, there's a yeah. lot of CG blood too, which is like, what are you doing? Like, what yeah, are and you doing? Saying, and, and the monster is moving around like fucking Aquaman. It's doing like superhero jumps and like. In a sense, I'm fine with it because, like, it's the heightened tone. But at the same time, like, it doesn't earn that, and that's no, probably exactly. like, that's that's why, like, well put. even with even with all of this said, even with the wildness of the idea and the monster and stuff, and like, even with the OD nature of like the violence at the end, it's it's like you know you don't you don't earn this, you don't get it, like you don't. It, that's why it's still a stay away from it because like to get to that, you have to make it through. A whole fucking hour and change yeah. of like the movie you're like like you were alluding to the script that the movie that he chose to focus on instead, which was the mystery of like her trying to figure out why these deaths are happening and like you know then you have, you get a, a, a police detective in it and like you, you, it's investigating it as like a crime and it's, it's like it's it's, so- it's bad text and then on top of that i'm curious i'm curious as to the talent in the movie in, in the movie where was the budget allotted to like did you yeah. pay mckenna grace <laughs> all that money and then you just gave the scraps to everybody else i mean i i understand that if that's the case i'm fine with that because mckenna grace is great but it is wild that the child actress was the like the biggest name dude, in this, like in this group dude right? it's egregious like, bro it's egregious like the the quality of acting from everyone except you know what except maybe even florence pure jace's sister she was decent in the movie she wasn't terrible she played her role exactly as it was supposed to be played the concerned sister blah 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 but then the cops just felt like trash this woman madison had a husband or something that was just absolute a garbage human being uh that we find out uh, uh, later that uh her miscarriages that her husband keeps shaming her for are caused by Gabriel, which was like, that's okay. Sprinkle it on top, you know? Like, she just yells it at the end scene, where she's like, Gabriel's the one who's been causing your miscarriages! He's been eating them! (laughs) And that turns her into a super saiyan after that, you know? Yeah, um, like... Yeah, That's but like, really, like, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. And then because, on top of yeah, that, it's yes. uh, yeah, on top of that, they try to oh, text. It's just hard like to explain, it's, it's, dude. Like, it's like it, it's the thing. It's the it's the conundrum of how much of that unintentional stuff do you give him credit for? Yeah, like, you, exactly. Right? Do you give Juan and whoever I forget the other screenwriters credited for this, but it's. How much do you give them credit for the bad stuff? Because then it's like, do you say, oh, because the because the monster's so wild and because like the tone is so wild at the end, do you give it credit for the entire experience? Going, oh, this was intentionally bad and intentionally a B movie and intentionally this. But I would argue that it isn't. Like, I agree. So, so uh, bringing it to a big point that I've seen uh, in response to Malignant is people have been throwing around something called uh, Giallo. I've 
I've never heard of it. They they keep saying like as a defense of this, saying that it's a giallo film. I've never once heard that term, but all of a sudden everyone's like everyone's saying it. Like every person who's watching this saying it. But then in my head, I'm like, are you okay. just? That's the thing. Are you giving him too much credit for okay. the bad stuff? Okay. Like so, so, what is what's going on with that? Aren't you? Okay. What, what's so, happening? Let's get uh, let's get um, a little education lesson here brought to you by Wikipedia myself, right? So, <laughs> um, giallo, Italian horror, right? Um, it's okay. usually involving um, a murder mystery of some sort. One famous giallo director, Dario Argento. Um, oh, okay. If you guys have seen his movies, that's a giallo director. Um, Deep Red, um, Suspiria. Um, uh, Tenembre, uh, Phenomena, uh, the opera, like all that shit, right? So, okay, so here's here's the direct definition of this, right? Um, giallo is the Italian term designating mystery fiction and thrillers. The word giallo is Italian for yellow. In the context of the 20th century, literature and film, especially among English speakers and non-Italians in general, giallo refers specifically to a particular Italian thriller horror genre that has mystery or detective elements and often contains slasher, crime fiction, psychological thriller, psychological horror, sexploitation, and less frequently supernatural horror elements. So, with that being said, everyone has been throwing this word around in like in a lot of the reviews that I've been like peeking here yeah. and there. And it's yeah. very annoying. It's very annoying because like it's not. It really isn't. It's a bad movie. Giallos are very slow paced, slow burn movies, like from start to finish. Like without a fucking doubt. The minute like okay, so a Giallo film. It's like um, it's like dynamite, you know. You start it, and then it burns, it burns, and burns, and at the end, you get all this excitement. Which, we, for instance, in this movie, right? This is what they're trying to compare it to. So the slow burn. You mean, you mean that hour that was absolute garbage? That was the slow burn. A lot of these uh, critics are talking about. No, in the real giallo films, that slow burn is filled with so much depth of characterization and story development that is like you can't you can't even fucking you can't compare it you can't yeah because when you when you argue something's a slow burn you need something to burn exactly you can't you can't just you can't just be slow you you can't just be slow you know it was like with Candyman. it was just slow it's not a slow burn because a slow burn means at the end of that you know burn there's you know um uh a positive outcome right yes Um, this one uh it was it was slow in the middle, and then they tried to throw all that shit at you at the end. That's that's probably why they they want to call it Giallo because of that. But um, he has some aspects of of the Giallo f- filmmaking in the movie. Um, uh, it has uh, they're usually like um, infamous for like weird angles, kind of wide cuts, wide shots. You know, mm. um, uh, different kind of editing styles, and uh, they use uh, music a lot. To kind of um, uh, uh, do a lot of pacing kind of work, you know? You know, I do like the music in this movie. Yeah, it's not bad. Like that that techno, like that techno horror-y kind of Yeah, so Giallo. um, um, Okay, so if you know Argento, um, all of Argento's movies, um, the the music is made by this group called Goblin, right? So Mm -hmm. they are infamous for that like Giallo kind of music that kind of like – it's like um an early dark wave, you can say. You know what I mean? Where um oh okay yeah so, you know like um, so okay now now I'm starting to understand why you know why wh- why they are call it that. Is, 
Yes. yes. Again, it's like I told you, there are some aspects of this movie that you can kind of, if you really want to focus on that, you can, yeah, for sure, Giallo, blah, blah, blah. But like, like Giallo movies are kind of good, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. They may be long yeah. and like, you know, stacked with like just content because they're long movies kind of and a little bit drawn out. But usually it's it's meant for the crowd that likes a slow burn. It's meant for an older crowd, a crowd that doesn't want all that action. You know what I mean? Um, but like wants that story and, and, and wants, to, wants the violence. Because Giallo films, believe it or not, are known for their like close-up shots of death. Right, so after like a kill, like they show the aftermath, like really close up, a ding, you know, like a a, a close wide shot of the you know fast incoming of the dead body, you know, um, that's giallo shit. Like, um, so there are aspects of that in the movie, but again, you know, you can throw that word around for a lot of movies, but they seem to do it with this one in particular. In my opinion, is all these fucking horror marks because they want to get aboard the James Wan train. Listen, yeah, that train right now. Yeah, that train is gone right now. All right, he's done. All right, James Wan gave us what he gave us. That's it. Let's accept that and let's let's move forward. Like, go do yeah, Aquaman too, man. Give me something good in that aspect. Yeah, because like that's why that's why we said like it's a stay away from it unless you're like a nerdy horror fan who can who not only has a lot of patience but uh, you need a lot of forgiveness. Because it, that's the thing. You do have to be kind of a James Wan mark, like you're saying, because then, yeah. then you do have to like in order to accept that it's a Giallo fucking reference or his tribute to fucking Giallo films. You have to accept the fact that there's bad acting. You have to accept the fact that the story doesn't go anywhere for an hour. Like, it's not a slow burn. You have to accept the fact that like you have to accept the fact that even it. Even after the explosion part, like the the final moments of the movie and how it ends are don't make sense with the rest of the. the yeah, movie. let's also because not get it twisted, um, text, um, and listeners out there. Giallo worked as well because of the of the time of the movie was made. You know, um, a lot of that stuff was made in the late sixties, seventies, early eighties. Like you can't recreate that kind of feel and tone um, in twenty twenty one. You just can't. Um, especially because back then, like horror movies had bad acting on a regular basis. Um, it had, you know, bad visuals on a regular basis, bad, you know, bad practical effects. Sometimes it had all that shit. It had all that bad stuff on a regular basis. Um, so when these Giallo movies came out, especially the quality ones, the, the acting was on point. Let's not get it twisted. The acting was on point. Dario Argento's movies, like you can say a lot. There was, there's a lot of Italian horror. Like I haven't seen a lot of it, but I've seen a bunch of it. Um, and I can say like the early Dario Argento stuff, quality acting, quality storytelling. It's not, you can't confuse it for a B movie. You can say, you know, you might say it, you know, people are weird because the minute they see an old horror movie, especially from like um, that era uh, made from uh, Margento or Mario Bava, um, they assume because uh, they just assume it's not like good in quality because it's it's um, it's usually overdubbed and it looks it, it looks old. But like those movies, dude, like zombie from Mario Bava and I'm sorry, but from the. Uh, uh, Lucio Fulci, um, who, who did Zombie. That shit's quality shit. All those older Italian films, like, you can't really put them in the same kind of category because they actually had quality shit in the movie. That's why I'm like, you guys are calling this a Giallo, but Giallo movies are good. 
<laughs> yeah, there's there's something to attach to more than the shock or the like. Not not even the shock. This the uh, like we got it. We're getting excited over the wildness of the twist because it's a fun monster. But then like there's nothing else. Yeah, it's literally um, like there's nothing else to it. It's attach a fun to. monster and everything. Now in retrospect, I'm thinking about it. It's fun if you're watching Masters of Horror. You know, <laughs> like honestly, like that's what it boils down to. It's just the name behind the movie does not represent the quality that was shown to the audience that's pretty much that's my problem with it it doesn't even we were saying that only like the james wan marks would probably like it but even that he's never done anything like this before you know what i mean even his first one was saw it was dark it was gritty you know what i mean it was like everything was just super dark it had that green hue to everything like this is not james wan like insidious another one it was dark it was gritty um it had that blue tone to everything on on his stuff you know what i mean this was like i don't know what happened with this one but there was a clear um two clear different stories in this script that goofy one that started it all off we call it goofy but that's like you know that's the only way to describe it honestly because it was just very eccentric it was that story and then there was a darker story in there about like you know it was probably some shit about like domestic violence and you know bringing out like uh you know past traumas and all that stuff because that's it that's what the central like that's kind of what it focuses on pretty much in that in that hour um but it deters you from the good shit and it was honestly like i was put off from the get-go dude to be honest with you man like that that in, uh speaking of like the first kind of like um that first hour there there was that boyfriend of that husband of um of the protagonist which was just this disgusting human being completely just kind of shaming her for having miscarriages oh my babies are dying inside of you or something and like you know that's i can't stand that like no like i'm good like i'm a big horror guy i can take gore and all that shit i can take brutality but like that's a lot of unnecessary kind of shit this movie had a lot of unnecessary things in it and i was it's just weird because it's very not on the mark they're very kind of off-center kind of moments you're like huh that was that was kind of like what the fuck just happened like that moment in time they're like listen i can see a domestic dispute happening right but then what happened in in like in, in that sequence was just very over the top very like very unnecessary it's like i i like you can prove your point without having to completely just shit on your entire movie because it's it was a killer honestly for me that was a killer of tone and I'm like oh yeah, it's just who you have in your movies it's it's it was like yucky, it's our dude. first it was yucky. it's our first introduction to Madison and then like not only does not it doesn't put her in like the right place it doesn't. for the it, rest of the movie no it doesn't like, like you don't like, feel for her. You know what I mean? You, you they, don't, because it's because it, it's too over the top. Yes, this exactly. Is following this is following that intro, which is so like we said, it's goofy for lack of a better word, yeah. uh, or it's eccentric. It it goes from that to something so like so grounded in this gross reality. Yeah, and then from the, and then from there, like that her abuse has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. You know, like it isn't, it has nothing to do with her character for the no rest of the movie. No one brings either. it up. And this is what I'm saying. Like they are very, like I said, again, there's two different stories in this script. The yeah. darker one 
it gets to the dark stuff, but it never kind of explains shit. It never pulls you out completely. Like, so we were saying she, she gets abused by her husband, it seems like, on a consistent basis. And that's not brought up. The sister just figures it out. She's like, holy shit, I feel like a fucking dickhead for not, you know, do, you know knowing about this. And then, yeah. Yeah, dude. And then on top of that, you don't see her in a positive light because you're like, yo, this is your fourth try getting pregnant with this fucking asshole like are, well, are you yeah, sticking with this it's guy one of and- those things it's it's one of those things where it's like you 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 you, you don't blame the victim but at the same time, it it's not. Why would you choose to start your character off that way? Th- that's it's what like, I'm why, saying. Like, it why would that even, be? Why would you have even, us question that for the first introduction? Dude, right? it like, doesn't why would even you- like show her in a positive light, though. You know, it just kind of makes her the victim and just stays there. Like, it just kind of yeah. Like, th- this is just your life, and then it's not addressed ever again. Like the cops just mentioned it, like, oh yeah, you know, probably just roughed her up a couple times or some shit. Yeah, because then it was then just faintly just yes. you know announced. Yeah, and it, it focuses squarely on her past and you know her overcoming her past and all that stuff. But then it's like, what about her present? Like, what? It, it's just it yeah. So like, and then and then on top of that, like her her adopted mom is still alive, right? And like, how come they don't know about the miscarriages? How come they don't know that she was just pregnant? You know what I mean? Yeah, this like, is just like it, and it's then, one of those, dude, like and, and that, that's all this. Yes, yes. The big one, the fucking her real mom was in the fucking hospital, and that was never even like addressed properly by her, like. They were never like, holy shit, you're my fucking mom? Where the fuck were you all this time? You were yeah, my fucking cause attic? Because, <laughs> yeah, like, it's so fucking, like, there's just, it's, that's the thing, that's the slow burn stuff that just doesn't, there's no burn, it's not burn, it's slow, there's no dude. burn to there's it, no it's just like, there. it's just there. Like, there's no resolution for those the, things. Yeah, and... <laughs> And there's ultimately no resolution for it at all because it's just like uh, it just ends. She just she just pushes the tumor back into her head and she's like, I'm going to contain Gabriel from now on, but I'm going to have his super strength because that's my body. And I'm just like, she should be put on death penalty. She should be dead. Dude, the the amount like the body count that follows her. It's like. Hello, where is the fucking SWAT team? Where's the FBI? Like, dude, she killed the entire precinct. Yeah, for how involved that the detective Coy or I forget his name was it Coy? Why? Also, why did they give him such a weird fucking name? That's it. Yeah, uh, come on, man. I don't know if maybe that's like uh, if that's a real name. Apologies, but yeah, it is just like. A Kakoa, right? Kakoa, right? Or yeah, like yeah, Kakoa. There we go. It's yeah. like he should have gunned her down. Like that should have been it, right? Like he should have gunned her down, and that should have been the end of the movie. Like, oh, tragic. We couldn't do anything for her because you know all. But this you stuff. know what's but, fucked like, up though? She got shot though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She got it, shot. Uh, she didn't regenerate. She got yeah. fucking shot in the gut, dude. She should be bleeding uh, out. That's what I'm saying. Like, and then and then of course you get Gabriel talking so fucking much. Like that oh. monster talks so much, dude. Like, dude, oh my god! It starts off with in the that? beginning of the movie talking. What like, is up with it, that? Like, it's talking through the oh, whole fucking thing, my dude. Every fucking god, dude. Every appearance it talks like that's what I'm saying. The more we talk about it, the more like more this bad shit pops out. Why? And that's the thing. Like, why was it even communicating through the fucking airwaves? What the fuck was that all about? Like, that's, how yeah. how does she even have fucking like how? how 
Like, I don't understand that. And then what also bothers me, it's like, oh, Gabriel had these powers. It's my body too, you know? So I let me lift this big fucking medical bed off of you. Like, no, it doesn't it's, work that way. Because if you still yeah. have powers, that means he's still around. And that's, <laughs> and that's the thing. Unfortunately, all of these questions start to pop up because oh the, movie, the movie doesn't earn its tone. The movie doesn't stay in one particular tone if it wants to stay heightened and if it wants us to forgive all these weird logical leaps then stick with that but no it decides to spend the majority of its movie in this darker story in this darker attempt at a slow burn and then it's left us to question all of these weird things that like you know what i mean that stay unresolved so i'm not questioning shit I'm going to fucking forget about this movie, right? Yeah. Let's, and move on let's to just, the next one, to be honest with you. Because yeah, this was absolute garbage. Um, and again, this – I want to know the real story behind the script and the writing and the editing and the production of this movie. Because it does not meet James Wan – like, quality. Like, even his worst movie is better than this. Like, Conjuring 2, which I don't really like that much because it's boring, right, is better than this movie. The Nun, which is based off James Wan characters and he's a producer, like, is better than this movie. Like, fucking the Annabelle stories are better than this movie. Like, I don't understand. It's just, like, it's just perplexing, text that the quality of this man's work just, like, dropped tenfold. And again... I would understand this if he didn't vet the script after writing it all these years, right? But, like, I would also give him more of a fucking break if this was, like, made before Saw and Insidious, you know? But it wasn't. That's the fucking problem. It wasn't. It was made in 2021. The CG is unacceptable. I like the practical effects, but it's fucking deaded by the shitty CG. I don't understand that. They had blood CG in one scene. It's like, just use fucking practical blood. You know, the fight scenes um, get to be a little too much because it's just the CG kills like the monster aspect of everything like it's like hey i I don't want to see a spider-man movie you know what i mean like make it look a bit more realistic and it's funny too you know what's funny there is actually a different actor playing the monster it's a contortionist actress believe it or not so maybe like a a lot of the movements you probably see when the character's on the ground is probably actually legit because it's a contortionist. So that was fucking wild. I'm like, oh, oh cool. That's fucking cool. Um, but again, um, the CG kills this movie big time. The, the There's an hour of this movie, um, an hour out of that one hour and 51 minutes that just totally kind of just kills absolutely everything. The third act falls flat because they want to go back to that grounded bullshit of a story they're trying to tell. The vocal gimmick that they're trying to do, I don't understand that because they don't explain how this guy is right. communicating through fucking speakers. Um, what else do I have on my list over here before we finish <laughs> up? <laughs> like, there's a fucking line that the mother says that I just thought was totally out there. Lying cock knockers. Like, I was like, yeah. what is this? Lying cock knockers. And then there's this other scene where uh, the two cops are talking to Madison after she figures everything out. And then they're like, oh, so you're saying your imaginary friend did all this? And I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> a, lot. it's a lot, Arturo. It's oh, man. Oh, let me see. Did I cover everything? Yes, I covered everything. 
This movie sucks. It reminds me of a fucking shitty Hellraiser sequel from the mid-90s. Absolute garbage. The production feels like it's supposed to be made in the mid-90s, like Candyman 2. Have you guys seen Candyman 2 or you guys seen Hellraiser Hellworld? Go watch that and you'll understand where this movie lies in the realm of that. Like, it just fits back in the 90s. Like, you would under... You would... This movie, if made in the 90s, would be a fucking cult hit today. You know what I mean? Because right. that's how people work. But folks, stay away from this piece of shit, right? <laughs> Go watch Shang-Chi. Um, it is fucking awesome. Go watch it in theaters. Highly recommend it in theaters if you can. If not, then we're going to have to wait the 45 days or whatever it is to see it on Disney Plus or on Amazon Prime uh, Early Access VOD. And again, stay the fuck away from this one. And thank you so much for joining us today on episode 81 of The Morgue in a Official course feed podcast and with me always is my main man mr nick valdez and i am arturo padilla the guy behind the face thank you always to mr del virus for the artwork mr glenn morowski for the music go check us out on all the social feeds facebook instagram twitter um go check out coursefeet.com go check out our soundcloud go check out the, the apple itunes wherever you find your podcasts go check us out there and remember folks It's a scary world out there, but we're here to walk you through it.